Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. On today's wrestling news, Tessa Blanchard in talks to sign with AEW. Big spoilers, but Daniel Bryan has been banned from Friday Night Smackdown. WWE wants to return to the road before AEW. And Andrade's new promotion has been revealed. Are you ready? Are you ready for the news time? Yes, my name is Phil Chambers and I am joined by Gareth Morgan to talk all things wrestling news. But before we get into it, make sure to subscribe to the channel, uh, comment down below, like the video, and yeah, those things, do those things. But first up, <laughs> oh yeah, links in the description uh, to timestamps of the stories. That's what I say. This is how we start videos. Uh, so yeah, Tessa Blanchard is in talks apparently with All Elite Wrestling. Now this is all coming from SE Scoops, uh, but they are reporting that Tessa Blanchard, both her and her husband Dagger, are in talks with AEW. Negotiations have been going on for over a month apparently, and one source close to the situation, they say, um, says that it's all but a formality until they are signed. Um, now, obviously there's been a bit of controversy about Tessa Blanchard for quite a while now and also a lot of talk about where she was actually going to end up and apparently AEW officials have discussed the idea of acknowledging Tessa Blanchard's prior issues onto TV and presenting it as kind of a redemption arc storyline kind of thing. Um, so it'll be interesting to see where they go with that but I think at this point you probably do need to address it before you can move on with sort of normal wrestling storylines. Uh, as well, Dagger's been wrestling for um, the AAA in Mexico, uh, and he was the AAA Latin American champion until just this past week when he's vacated the, the title. So that could be a sign of things to come. Um, but yeah, SC Scoops reporting Tessa Blanchard in talks with AEW. Yeah, it's a, it's a big one, this, because I, I think there's there's that much there to unpack, but the the big the big thing about Tessa Blanchard is that in terms of AEW's women's division, she's a big star really, and, and that that's somebody to come yeah. in there and give a massive shot into that division and get a lot of eyes on it. Like already, they they're proving they're doing something right because they, they've had like the highest rated segments week after week after week in like the last month or so. So they're going in the right direction. This. Yeah could be another thing that just kind of drives it into that next level and gets more of these main events, these main event women's championship matches, and then other feuds that aren't just centered around the title, which is something we always bang on about with WWE. You need like, just, you need a bit of a variation with the women's storylines. It can't just all be for the belt because people just get lost in the shuffle. So I think somebody of that magnitude coming in could be a, a big step in the right direction in that sense. But I think when you talk about the, the acknowledging of like a real life kind of, controversies uh it's 
it's something that has to be handled so sensitively. Do you know what I mean? It has to be handled so well because if they if they fumble that, you can't really salvage it. <laughs> or you just turn her into this uber heel and it's like, uh, I, I always get a bit... It jars at me sometimes when you when you kind of build a heel off legitimate stuff that's not very nice on the outside. Do you know what I mean? So it's... Yeah. I, I'm jumping guns, obviously, because they could handle it very well, and they could be sat there going, "You know what? Yeah, tip my cap to AEW. Great stuff. Like you've you've redeemed her." But then Dagger as well. Dagger's a very capable man in his own right in the ring. So that that's a. I think it makes sense for both of them to come together as a package. I think AEW would benefit if they can they can work out a good direction for both of them. It could be a good move. I didn't. I always felt like it wasn't going to necessarily work for them in WWE. I, I just couldn't see them. With all the baggage and everything else, I just couldn't see him yeah. coming. It's WWE inviting a lot of controversy onto themselves. They've got enough. They don't need to invite any more. So <laughs> I couldn't see him wanting to do that. But all the best for them. If it, if it does happen and they do end up in AW, all the best. And hopefully things do work out. But I'm not sure how to segue this, Phil. So I'm just going to say it. Roman Reigns has got a new theme song. All right. <laughs> there was a match after it. I don't care about the match. The theme song was what I'm going to talk about, first of all. Because Roman Reigns popped up. Before his match against Daniel Bryan for the Universal Championship in the main event of SmackDown, it was big. It was a big night at a big fight feel, as Michael Cole would say. And he popped up and he just had this like gladiatorial-esque music with like little guitar riffs and like oh, singing and everything. It was just, it was epic for me. I, I, I really got on board with it. Probably after the first minute, it was like a bit of a... A smack to the face straight away for that first minute. I was like, oh, we, we finally lost the Shield theme tune after how many years? What, like, since 2014? Like, seven years? It's just, yeah, it's a long time we've had that. And then suddenly to get blown in the face with this. But Roman Reigns did hint at it. He hinted in September of last year. He said, like, he was looking, like, to get a new theme song. It's kind of match his character right now and, like, his new gear and all the rest of it. Like, he wanted something new and fresh, but he had to decide on the right things. It's quite hard, complex thing to figure out. But it looks like they have done that now. And Anthony Mirabella, who works for a music group partner, uh, WWE's music group partner, uh, Def Rebel, uh, he seems to have indicated on Instagram that he was, like, the person behind that and all his partners as well so it looks like it's another like similar like we've seen a lot of these songs in recent memory we've had a lot of criticism of the let's say the state of WWE theme songs in, in recent memory they've not been as good as the old school stuff like you just got to say it this one feels like this one feels like it's, it's a bit more of an improvement Phil just straight away yeah it's definitely the best of the new bunch I'm still not sold on it I don't know why and I think I need a bit of time with it to let, let it let it, let it rest and let me get used to it. Uh, but it's by far the best of the recent crop. Like a lot of the recent crop have just been like generic wrestler A from old video games kind of music. Uh, and has been a far cry from the days of Jim Johnson and the CFOs who were both absolutely excellent at this. Uh, so hopefully they're getting back to some kind of rhythm with good music because it's been a while now. Yes, uh, but most importantly, missing the CFOs. But most importantly, I know I've, I've gone off on a massive tangent there because I'm a bit of a nerd for music stuff like theme songs. But Daniel Bryan's been banished from SmackDown. Oh yeah, that too. <laughs> that, that should be the big takeaway. I'm just a child and I like music, but it's that's the big thing right now. He lost that match against Roman Reigns, which was an and I've said epic a couple of times here already. But that was an epic. Like in terms of SmackDown singles matches, we've. We've, I'd say we've been spoiled in the last couple of months because, like, Cesaro, Daniel Bryan, like, when Roman does pop up and have a match, like, they've been pretty damn good. But this, it just it felt main event of pay-per-view worthy. It went on for longer than half an hour, which is crazy on, like, weekly SmackDown television. Like, you don't normally yeah. get that. And 
it just had everything. It was tense. It was end-to-end. -end. But in the end, after Roman Reigns had had his arm battered, I think it was his right arm, battered by Daniel Bryan all the way through it, he went for his guillotine. Didn't work. So he switched. He switched arm, went to the other side for the guillotine, and Daniel Bryan did not tap out. He did not give up. He died. He died in the guillotine. That's, a, that's what happened. So the ref was like, dead, stop. No, get, get let go. Stop hurting him. So that ended. And it, Roman Reigns tried to conchair to him at the end of the match. Cesaro came out. and was like, nah, you're not doing that. And he like uppercutted him into oblivion. Then Jey Uso popped up, so, like attacked Cesaro, tied him up in the ropes, and then Roman Reigns, because he's just a dastardly son of a gun, he did the concerto on Daniel Bryan. And well, we're not sure what this means for Daniel Bryan now, because we know we know for a fact he's banished from SmackDown. That's it. He's SmackDown tenure apparently is over now as long as Roman Reigns there. So does this now mean he goes to Raw? Hopefully not. Or does it mean he goes to NXT or MLW or New Japan? No, I'm getting carried away. NXT. Let him go to NXT, Phil. Yeah, uh, there's a lot of questions coming out of it. First off, like if that's your way of going out on SmackDown, boy, howdy, what a way to go out. Not only massively putting Roman Reigns over, because it was actually a clean victory for once for in Roman Reigns' uh, like this part of his career, um, but like also spending the last sort of three weeks desperately trying to put over Cesaro as much as you possibly can on your way out. It's like a hell of a move from Daniel Bryan. And in terms of WWE giving him a send off from SmackDown, giving him like them like 40 minutes from like entrances to finish to close the show is a hell of a way of doing it. And this just felt like the kind of match that Bryan's been planning for him and Roman for a long time now <laughs> actually coming to fruition. Um, so absolutely fantastic stuff from Daniel Bryan. Wherever he ends up, he's going to be absolutely amazing because he's Daniel Bryan and that's just what he is. Personally, please don't let it be Raw because there's just too much stink on Raw for even the likes of Daniel Bryan and the talent that he has to not get caught up in how terrible that show is. Um, I think he himself, from all his interviews and things that he's been doing recently, like is more sort of winding down his career and wanting to sort of help the younger guys and make sort of new matches that he's never had before, like make like mini dream matches and things for himself come true. So hopefully NXT seems like a much better fit in terms of where Daniel Bryan's mindset is at the minute. And if it gets me Daniel Bryan versus Johnny Gargano, then I am set, absolutely set for that. Uh, but like, who knows what his contract situation is with WWE. Maybe he can go on one sort of big final 12 month tour that people are like talking about, like Final Countdown 2 and just go and do these dream matches all over the world. Who knows, one can, one can dream. Uh, but yeah, as a way of going out on SmackDown, absolutely stellar job. Good, good stuff. I'm going to miss him on Friday nights, Phil. That's, that's my last little 5p in there. I'm going to miss him. I know. It is sad. He has been very, very good. Cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. 
Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Um, but yeah, moving on. Still talking about WWE, uh, about them wanting to return to the road, but do it before AEW managed to do it. Um, this is all coming from Dave Meltzer of the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, and he's talking about how WWE are basically willing to do whatever it takes to ensure that AEW are not the first company to get back on the road after this whole global bastard thing clears up a little bit. Apparently, if AEW do announce that they're going to go back for touring in July, as has been suggested by Jim Ross, um, WWE will likely just jump ahead of them and do it in June. Um, and Talent have been told recently that uh, they should expect to be uh, told to, for it to come back in sort of August or July-ish. PW Insiders Mike Johnson has reported that all shows are currently booked in to be in the Thunderdome in Tampa all through July and there's sort of no end goal after that. So August seems like a logical time. But if AEW announced that thing, I would fully expect WWE to jump on it and try and get it a little bit earlier. Um, whatever happens though, apparently Meltzer is reporting that WWE wants to be cautious with this, avoid missteps and not to rush into things, uh, hence why they haven't booked any sort of full capacity arenas in Florida or Texas, despite restrictions being lifted in both of those states. They dabbled a little bit obviously with WrestleMania, uh, but that was still sort of 20,000 fans on each night in like a 60-70,000 capacity arena. Uh, and it should also be noted that even though Amazingly, WWE haven't gone back to full crowds this past weekend, saw live crowds return for a UFC show in Florida where they managed to get 15,000 people into the Jacksonville's Vistar Veterans Memorial Arena, which was a full sellout crowd. So good on you, Florida. That's how you do social distancing. Yeah, well they're done. just they're just going for it. And like I understand I think a few AEW stars were there. I think Karrion Cross was there from NXT at the, the UFC event, I think, if I remember rightly. Uh, it's one of those where I'm I'm shocked that WWE haven't just like seen that UFC event and gone, oh, we can do it, and just yeah. jumped into it. But it's I'm so glad you kind of said that little section about them being cautious because that's the most important thing, not being yes. competitive and being like, we need to be first. It's like, no, people need to be safe. That's the important thing. Like, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get there in the end. We'll have people back in. It'll be great. Nobody will sit there and go, oh, well, AEW did it first. Like, no one, <laughs> no one cares. I mean, I don't know if that's just my point of view and there are people out yeah. there going well if AEW do it first it says a lot about that no I'm, I'm I mean, more AEW bothered have been doing crowds first for a long time now they've exactly tiny crowds yes but they've still had crowds so if you're gonna play that game I don't know it doesn't make sense but yeah, yeah you... like you say like the, the more you rush these things the longer it will take in the long run because it'll just make things worse so just relax we'll get there no need to rush into things Exactly. Speaking of not rushing into things, Andrade has gone into a new promotion. Way like after a, a couple of weeks and months of, in the wake of his release from WWE, where he's left, and everyone's like, "Oh, where's he going to end up next? He's going to go to AEW, New Japan." Apparently, he's going to go to Federación Wrestling. I hope I said that right, Phil, because my Mexican slash Spanish <laughs> accent is terrible so there you go that was my attempt so the, pro the promotion announced this uh, during a press conference on friday and they said that uh, his 
arrival, like this entire thing of him popping up in Federacion. Um, it seems to be the thing that he was referring to when he said that he'd signed a contract teasing that he was going to a, an unknown promotion a couple of weeks ago now. So that this this looks like that's what that was, if that makes sense. So you can quit your fantasy booking. He's going to Federacion. Um, the new promotion said that they're going to hold an event on June 19th. It's going to be pay-per-view. And it's the, looking like a pretty decent car for the most part. And Andrade will be in a match. match. That's going to be incredible. Yeah, there's the, it's Andrade's going to be in... Um, I'm just going to read off the match. He's he's going to be, as, obviously, as part of La Facion Ignorabal. Ig, Ig, I can't say it. Ingobernabal. Tried my best. Uh, Rush, uh, La Bestia del Ring, uh, Andrade, and then another surprise entrant um, entrant competitor. My head is great right now. They're going to be <laughs> together. That one. See, you, you should have taken this story, Phil. Uh, and then they're going to be up That's against Matt Taven. I'm just, I'm terrible. That's what I am. Uh, Matt Taven, PJ Black, and then two other surprise competitors are going to be in that match as well. So that's going to be his big like reveal in Federacion wrestling and it's really probably good news for Andrade I think this is this is a wise choice because a lot of people are obviously if they're given the opportunity jumping jumping over to AEW they're jumping over to Impact Wrestling I think this gives him a chance to just rebuild his reputation it's not taken any serious hit as a competitor in WWE because he was still Andrade he was still really good but it just gives him a chance to just rediscover who he is as a performer in like so I'm not gonna like mock them and like ridicule them by saying they're a lesser promotion but lesser in comparison to AEW Impact Wrestling all these other places it just allows him to go maybe under the radar for a little bit pick up a bit of steam and then if he wants to go to a New Japan AEW Impact later down the line he'll have a bit more let's say stock on his end to, to jump into places like that yeah absolutely I think um, it's like the return to Los Ingobernable uh, yeah, it's quite yeah. a big deal within that scene. But one thing I will say, like I hadn't heard of this um, show or this federation uh, until this morning when I found out about this Andrade news. So it shows just how much of a draw Andrade is and how much eyes he can bring to something like this. And it also has one match which is going to be absolutely effing incredible because it's the, um, the Lucha Brothers, Penta and Phoenix going up against Bandido and Dragon Lee, which is just going to be nuts. So I am... Um, all for this show just for that one match alone <laughs> there you go that is some that is some talent on the show my god yeah but be sure june 19th pay-per-view get your eyes on it indeed uh but let's end with some twitter questions if i can find some on my phone yeah uh, so the first one comes from tete who says uh hi guys fan from portugal do you think josh alexander should be the one to defeat kenny omega by holding uh, to the X Division Championship and using option C, old school TNA. Uh, have a nice day. I don't want Kenny to lose any belts ever. I've just got to say <laughs> it. Like, I'm, that I'm that fair. guy. I like him I think, being the belt collector. I think he needs to hold that belt for quite a long time because you can't be a belt collector without all the belts. Uh, I don't see Josh Alexander doing it, although that match in itself would be absolutely incredible because Josh Alexander is doing fantastic stuff in Impact at the minute. Uh, but I... I don't know, as soon as this happened, I kind of just assumed Moose was going to be the one to beat him because they've been bigging him up big time in Impact. Um, and yeah, he looks like an absolute star, so who knows? But yeah, Kenny needs that belt for quite a long time, I think. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, mind seeing Moose do it as well. Yeah, just to chime in there. Moose, good shout. Moose, classic WCPW star Moose. He was always our go-to guy when we needed a sort of surprise entrance. He was just always Moose, and it kind of became a bit of an in-joke. Good fun. Um, 
Next up, uh, Stu Weezer says, was thinking it's been a while since the 24-7 championship has been seen. Do you reckon it's been a write-off? And then he's got a picture of his dog, Parker. There's Parker. Good boy, Parker. Lovely dog, lovely dog. But there was an unwritten rule in wrestling right now, my friend, of if you don't mention it, hopefully it's gone. And now we've mentioned it, it'll pop up on this week's Raw for about three, four segments. I hope it is gone. It, it, ran, its, it ran its course. It ran its course about a year ago. Like it's, it's just one of those things. It was fun at the start. Drake Maverick and R-Truth just being absolute insane dudes together. It was great. Now, at this point, it's just, it taints anybody it touches. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I mean, it got to the point where even WWE just announced what they think of that belt when uh, Bad Bunny just swapped it for a fake Smoking Skulls belt, which was apparently more important to him than the actual official WWE 24-7 Championship. Uh, so yeah, I kind of hope that either they just get rid of it because it's when it's course, or just return to what it was originally of just giving people who don't normally get that kind of TV time a bit of TV time and a bit of creative freedom to do something a little bit fun. It got very stale when it was just sort of three people passing it between each other for a while and it just wasn't it didn't have yeah didn't have the fun that it started off with um so yeah maybe there's a way of saving it but probably it's best just to get rid of it and move on to the move on to the next thing um and finally mark smith says with the re-emergence of alistair black as a heel is smackdown in danger of being overrun by too many heels I think WWE is. <laughs> there is quite a lot you know? of minute thinking about it. Did you see the start where it was like the most... Every, heel cha- every champion in modern wrestling is a heel or something. Yeah, it's it's mad. I mean, but I don't feel like if it, it's not about how many heels you've got on the show and how many people are in prominent positions. It's how they've written. It's how the shows are written. SmackDown, it's not an issue. Like, and you've obviously got Bianca Belair there with the SmackDown Women's Championship, but for the most part, they're all heels, but it's fine because... They're compelling heels and the stories are compelling. And then yeah. you go over to Raw and it's a bit like, oh. Because <laughs> it's just not, they're not written to be the kind of heels that you want to see get battered or like really inspire hatred or just bad. Apart from like Bobby Lashley, but away from that, it's, it's just a bit like me. It's Meh. the faces that you put up against them as well. Like if you have enough compelling faces, but then like, well, you've got Braun Strowman and whatever. Are we supposed to like Braun Strowman through, through these antics? Like it's... Is, is, is have they portrayed him as a person that anybody could get behind? Don't you he did. So. He did throw Shane McMahon off a cage, so I'm kind of behind him. No, he did, that's, yeah. That's, but that's... <laughs> the whole build to that was him getting gunged and being called stupid and going, "Oh, I'm not stupid." I guess he had the punch into the cage bit. Like that yeah. one moment, maybe enough to redeem it. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, like I say, it, like there's, you can have as many heels as you want, as so long as you've got enough baby faces that are in a logical position to go against them. But when all the heels are, ch- are champions, all the champions are heels, you tend to need more baby faces to go up and, uh, against them so you can have a rotation. Uh, and maybe that's where they might come into some issues down the line when things start to get a little bit stale. I mean, they've got Umberto Carrillo there. He'll, he'll fly that baby face flag. He's a, he's a plucky guy. Uh, all the faith. <laughs> Uh, and that was the news for today. Thank you very much for joining us. If you want, you can follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at FillMyChambers and you can follow Gareth. At GMorgan04. You can follow all of us at WhatCultureWWE. Like I say, subscribe to the channel, like the video, comment down below what you think of all of today's stories. But most importantly, have yourselves a bloody good day. Small details are big surfaces. 
tight corners or odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.